You are listening to KSKQ 89.5 FM in Ashland, Oregon, and 94.1 FM in Medford, Oregon. It's the fourth Friday of the month, and that means it's time for Literary Ashland. I'm Michael Neiman. And I'm Ed Battistella. And today we are not talking to authors or publishers, but we're talking to booksellers. Our guests are Eileen Bobeck and Marcella Bell. Welcome. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Yeah, it's great to All have right. you here. Yeah, I think this is the this is a first for our show. We've been doing this show for almost five years now, and I don't think we've ever had a bookseller on there. Marcella and Irene are the owners of Rebel Heart Books in Jacksonville. So welcome again, and can can you tell us how you got into the bookselling business? Uh, well, our 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 paths are both different. So, Russell, do you want me to start? Yes. You sure. Go okay. So I um I used to be a lot of people know this already, but um I used to be an emergency medicine physician, and um, I stopped practicing a number of years ago. Um, but I've always been a huge reader. I've always um, um, I also write, and um, opening a bookstore was always a dream of mine for a long time. And I wanted to do it in Jacksonville specifically um, because. Um, you know, Medford has uh, Barnes and Noble, and, and Ashland has the wonderful Bloomsbury and Treehouse Books, and um, and the Book Exchange, and just a, a number of bookstores, and they are incredible. And I've always visited those, but Jacksonville was right for a bookstore, and they hadn't had one in a while, although they've had one on and off over the years. And Marcel and I kind of found that out by people coming into the bookstore and telling us things that we actually didn't know before. And um, so, really, this this building popped up uh, about three or so years ago and it was it was really like an opening from the universe to say that this is this is it and this is what uh, this is the time to do it and so um just went for it and luckily um marcella uh came into my life because of sally bell who's marcella's mother-in-law um who has since passed away and she's also the mother-in-law of josh bell who um, marcella is married to and works in the store she was one of the people who sold the building um to me and she told me about marcella and said you know you've got to meet my daughter-in-law she's just incredible and and of course i was you know okay sure (laughs) And, and i did and she is and I couldn't do it without her. So now Marcella can tell you how she came in there. <laughs> well, thank you. That was so kind of you to say that. Um, I uh, So, yeah, so I found out about the bookstore opening before it opened because Sally told me that there was a bookstore coming into town and happened to kind of be in one of those transition points in life where I had been on my career path. I had gone to school and studied natural resource management and was working as a land use planner here locally for a private company. And um, I was really, it was a really great job and, and it's a really important job. And so I had kind of really tried to, to really dig in and go there, but I just that that kind of siren call in the heart wouldn't leave me alone. And so I had been talking to Sally about it and she let me know that the bookstore was going to be opening and in it, it's a, it's actually really hard to get a job at a bookstore. So I had actually worked at bookstores through college, and I knew that. I actually worked at Barnes & Noble for um, five years, finishing undergrad and after that. And 
and I remembered how difficult it was to get a job. So I remember, <laughs> I remember Sally saying, "Oh, well, tell her about you," and, and also kind of having that mild skepticism of like, "Oh, I don't know." I mean, someone opening a bookstore usually isn't looking for someone right away. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but. Um, I sent an email to Eileen and she responded warmly and invited me to the store and I walked in and and I think anyone anyone who can who has been to the store kind of can get a sense of this, but it there's it's there's a very special feeling when you walk into Rebel Heart. And I walked in and I just kind of really knew that I had found the place I wanted to be and that that it was just time. I wanted to leap off and, and try to follow that siren heart call and, and that going to the store just felt like it was it was part of that journey the moment I walked in. Um, I was still very nervous that, that, that a brand new bookstore didn't really need somebody. But I, <laughs> I, I kept seeing, I emailed Eileen and she invited me to the store. We had tea and even though she doesn't really like hot tea, she let me bring her a hot tea and was very sweet about it. <laughs> and, uh, and we really just hit it off. And then, then yeah, then the rest is history. That's, that's it. <laughs> Let's just say I didn't know I needed Marcella until Marcella came into my life. And then I was like, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> so I, I, just, I, got very, I got very lucky. I got very lucky. Yeah, I, I remember talking to a person who was kind of running a one-person bookstore uh, a while back. And I was amazed at all the things that, that he had to do. So it really is the kind of job where you... You need a team. Yes. Well, because there's so many things, like, honestly, the, um, so having, having come from emergency medicine, where I was, um, I mean, I'm used to, I was used to multitasking, but it, I was not qualified uh, at all to do what I was doing, other than the research I've been doing, but that's actually, that, that's very different than actually doing it. And so you don't, when you're doing anything new, especially when you're opening a small business. I mean, I always had great respect for small business owners and always shopped locally um, before. And let's just say since doing it, my respect for small business owners is just tremendous because um, it is, uh, it's really hard to describe how much it's, 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 you know, a lot of times people think, oh, it's, you know, it's it's adorable. I'd love to work in this shop where you're only working 10 to five or nine or whatever. and I mean, your your work, your life, twenty four seven. We talk about books all the time, and so if we're not in the bookstore, we're talking about books, we're reading books, we're reading about books, doing you know, listening to podcasts. So I mean, and it's and it's wonderful, but it's work to to try to keep a small business um, um, going. That's for sure. That's super. Yeah, uh, I you know I've been to your bookstore, of course, several times. It's a lovely space, but it's also a relatively small space. So how do you go about selecting what you choose to put in the store? Because, of course, you don't have space for all the good books. Right. Well, we, we actually, we, it's, it's always funny because people come into the store. Since it's so small, it's 625 square feet. And people always ask Marcella and me, like, have you read all these books? <laughs> and, and it's one of those things where it's like, even in a small space like that, there's a lot of books in there. But you can't actually read in real time like that. But there's nothing that's in that store, whether it be a book or a sideline, like a non-book item that we haven't chosen specifically. 
and looked at and, you know, it, either read reviews of or passages or heard about or read. So there's nothing in there that we haven't chosen uh, specifically. So I, I and so Marzan, I like it, like we're constantly talking about books and we talk, we, there's certain days of the week where we go through um, um, books that are coming out. That are, I think the biggest thing we like to do is we actually love to find the book that people otherwise might not know about find that was on the back list or that was, that, that was unusual. Um, it's, it's really, because you can find best, I mean, we don't have bestsellers, um, but honestly, the, people don't really look for that from us, I think. I don't, I, do you agree with that, Marcella? Definitely. I, I think that, um, I mean, we like to say that, that our, our selection ethos is just eclectic and lovingly curated and, and, and intentional. So we, we really focus and we, we take in information about books in every way that we can. And then we just try to funnel that into making sure that every book on the shelf is a good book, whether it's a book about fishing or um, a kind of out there futuristic science fiction. It, it, from the whole gamut, we just really want to make sure that whatever's in that in the store is a good book. So we, once we find or get a book or hear about a book, whether that's through a review, we then kind of go do our own research on the book and read read early pages, try to check it out, find, find, go deep in reviews, dive deep into um, just everyday people's reviews that you can find online. The, the internet really makes, is a great tool now, but we really spend like a good like four to ten hours a week just reviewing books just so that we can make sure that every book in the shelf is a great book. Mm. So you really do curate the books? Oh, yeah. And actually, one of our favorite things, I should say, is that we, we talk to people about books like all day long, right? So, um, and that's what's one of the lovely things about being in a small space is that we, is, is really the connection that, that you can have with people. Um, and so people, we ask people all the time, tell us about a book that, that you read that really meant something to you or whatever. And so, and then we will look at it, get it. And that book, we never have. We don't have to face it out. We don't have to advertise it in any way. We don't have to put it on a table, and somebody always finds it. We always call it like a. We call it like Rebel Heart Magic. And Marcella actually coined this idea. So the I, the first time I can't even remember the first time she said it, but I was like, "Yep, that's right." Somebody found a book that somebody had either recommended or had been there for a while, and we're like, "Okay, we don't know who this book is for." but we have to get this book and it might sit for a while and then somebody gets it. And it's always that perfect person. And Marcel is like, Oh, you know, we've been wondering who this book, like they found their forever home in you basically. And I think that's, we've had story after story like that, where it's somebody is very specific. Why this, why this person, why that book appealed to a person. And it's really lovely to watch. Mm. That's pretty neat. What are some of the sources you consult for reviews, like Book Week or Publishers Weekly? Or there's like a variety of sources. So we do look at Publishers Weekly, um, New York Times Book Review, Washington Post Books, NPR is a particularly. Um, I would say if anybody's going to come in asking for a book that they've heard about, a lot of times it comes from NPR. I would oh. say. Um, 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 and for, for our for our population, um, it's not really New York Times bestsellers a lot of times, but 
we do look at stuff like that. I mean, listen to a lot of different podcasts. There are so many different book podcasts you would not believe. I'm sure you probably know about a bunch of them. Um, <laughs> definitely uh, doing that as well. Um, we, uh, I'm trying to think of what, what other sources we've, we've used. I mean, it could, you, there's really, it's, it's like a rabbit hole. So, I mean, you can, you can find, I mean, you read an article about a book and then that leads you to another article, which leads you to another article, another great source is, uh, 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 um, hub or electric literature or mm -hmm. show. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's so many, honestly, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we really, uh, social media is a great source too. So, um, oh, yeah. like everything else, there's, there's a community, there's a, there's a sub community on pretty much every social media platform for books and book people and literature. And so we're really, we, we're really active on Instagram and through that we end up finding all kinds of recommendations, all kinds of new bookstores to connect with across the country and around the world. So, um, for example, we had a woman come in over a summer and she was from the UK and in the UK, she ran a bookstore that was a, uh, a queer focused bookstore. So we began to follow her on Instagram and she, her bookstore where she shares the books that she's getting um, across the pond. We find so many great recommendations so that when people come into our store and they're really looking for books in that subject matter, they, they, we have this wonderful resource. So I mean, Social media um, is a great way that we can find other recommendations and find out about new books, too. And that's a fun way for pretty much, you don't have to be a bookseller. You don't have to have a subscription to Publishers Weekly to get on whatever platform yeah. you are and find the book people there. Yeah, that was the lady from uh, Gates Bookshop. I think that was, is that, was that one, the one in the UK, I want to say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys are really building a community among booksellers. And I know you do a lot of things in the cozy space you've got for the local community as well. Some friends of mine were involved in a um, poetry writing group that, that met there. So can you tell us about some of the things you do for the local writing community? Yeah, yeah. so one of the things that we, we do is a weekly writing group um, called Shut Up and Write, um, which is actually, um, uh, they, they have chapters like all over, basically. But we have one that meets on Thursday morning. And people and Josh is actually the one who's there every week um, doing that, opening up the store early. Um, so around like, well, so people arrive around 845 um, and then at nine o'clock, they shut up and write for an hour. And usually it's anywhere from 10 to 20 people, kind of depending on the week. Right now, obviously, it's not happening, um, but we had built a healthy group of uh, people that were showing up and actually even more uh, showing up every week. And, and the lovely part about it is, is actually one of our local coffee shops, uh, service uh, coffee provides coffee every um, Thursday morning for people. And that's wow. been really wonderful. And then um, uh, some of the people afterwards will kind of offshoot and go to uh, other coffee shops like Good Bean, and they will kind of they will continue to, to talk about writing um, because it's not a critique group. It's really just it's there for people to show up and write for an hour, and and have a place to go and do that. That's wonderful. Yeah, I can imagine. And it gets you away from your everyday, and you find a place where everybody's doing what you want to be doing. That's writing. Yeah. Yes. So, and you can't slow down because other people are working hard too. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> well, no, it's actually, it is very powerful. So one week, Josh uh, couldn't be there. I can't remember. And I was there. And I, you know, I, I love to write essays, but I don't typically write around other people. And I, my plan would just be, you know, I was going to go and I was, I was just going to kind of do other things. And it is very powerful to be around other people who are writing because <laughs> then I just, I'm like, okay, well then I'm actually going to write. So then I did for an hour, which is actually not something I typically give myself time to do. So it was, it was, it was this, this wonderful quiet space where everybody is in doing the same thing. And it was, uh, it was, it was really lovely. And I, of course, that was the first time I had actually experienced it because Josh is, uh, been lovely and amazing in doing that every Thursday for us. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. And you've also had events for local authors. Can you tell us about some of those? Yeah, we actually just recently had our first annual Reach for Local Authors Book Fair. Um, you, we've noted a few times that we are small at just 625 square feet. So, so those and, and those buying choices, that space is really, really limited. And so, um, one of the things we've noticed since being open is that the the Rose Valley is really rich with wonderful authors and this very large community of people who've written amazing books and they've written so many books that we can't, we can't actually, we could have a whole bookstore just of local authors. We've got such great, great material in this valley, but because we have to make hard choices about what gets to be on our shelf all the time, that meant that we weren't able to showcase very, very many of them. And so we came up with this idea of having a day where we just invited people, many of whom had been at our store having um, individual author events because that's another thing we do quite a lot. We're really open. Pretty much anyone can come and do an author event. And we'd love to just give them a platform and a space in town. But this one we was a little different in that we invited multiple people. So throughout the day we had, um, I think in the end it was, it was 18 authors at the store throughout the day on Leaf Day this year. And they got to come in and share their work, meet anyone who came into the store, meet other local authors, meet, find out how people were doing and what, what they were doing in the Valley with their work and, and what things. It was just a really beautiful day. And the energy was really high and great. And we just loved it so much. We decided we would do it again and make it an annual thing. But it, it's just such an important thing to make sure that as a, as a kind of uh, a brick and mortar location for the writing community, for the literature community in the area that we're really using ourselves as a space to like support the people here who are doing the work and, and who are really building, building the community. Oh no, I was just going to say, it's really great to have uh, that sort of community in a town like, yeah, like Jacksonville. And I'm, I'm curious too, though, that you must get, um, you've got a, a lot of local authors, a lot of local readers that come in, but um, Jacksonville is also known for um, uh, being a, a sort of tourist hub. So I wonder, um, what are the what are the tourists like to read? Are, are there sort of things that distinguish um, people who are passing through from some of your local readers? Definitely, um, we, yeah. we we see a, a big kind of difference. <laughs> well, what's really unique about local reading, I think. So local readers have very different tastes, I'd say, than, than kind of the the seasonal traffic we get. Yeah, I think like a lot of times, 
Yeah, well, like, like for a lot of times when people, it also depends on the time of year. So, like, in the summertime, one thing that we notice is that, um, like, they might be looking for, so we don't necessarily have a, a, a ton of bestsellers, best but we might get more or, uh, or more, um, um, uh, of, or maybe the backlist of like certain best-selling authors in the summertime, um, because a lot of times uh, tourists might be coming through and they're they're really looking for a certain kind of read that they know they're going to be able to finish, or they want to read on an airplane, or or something like that. Um, but you know, it's it's. But usually, we still don't. I mean, we might get more of that kind of thing in the summertime, but it's it's always like. It's hard to describe. We we might get more of that kind of thing, but it's always something that we feel like fits with Rebel Heart. Like it's not it's not it's not necessarily like going to be, you know, like our best selling list because we typically get one copy of a book and then we move on because there's so much book. There are so many books out there. I mean, there are certain books that we have and we sold repeatedly. Just it depends on on what what the book is. But most of the books we get, we get one copy and then we move on to something else because there's so much out there um, that's mm-hmm. really wonderful. And, um, and we, we, we try, so if somebody comes in and they, they say, you know, I'm looking for this book, if we don't have it, then Marcel is particularly adept at this where it's like, well, why did you like that book? And then to try to actually almost like make a, ment- um, like a mental map of what else they might actually like and maybe actually and Marcel does this too she always puts some into somebody's hands a book that they probably would not otherwise pick up um based based on the things that they're telling her um and and I I I she's so good at it I can't even I I, I kind of I I study Marcella actually <laughs> watching her do that she's so good at it She's like, a, like we like we kind of joke with the idea of being book doctors, and Marcella, oh, yeah. like I was a, a doctor, but Marcel was like a better book doctor than I am. The, the book whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> Artificial intelligence has nothing on you. <laughs> it is. It's. I think picking out books and making book recommendations is probably my favorite part about being a bookseller, and um, and like we mentioned earlier, it, selling books is a is a lot more like working at a, at a pet adoption agency than it is at any other kind of retail. So you really, you really care about what you're doing. And so you're like, Oh, I just love to match someone with that, that perfect book, that, that thing that might be that moment of escape that, that really saves them on a rough day or that thing that might, might make them see the world differently, you know, in a gentle, kind, kind of opening, blossoming way, rather than, than being yelled at or shouted out, which just seems like we, we get so much. So, I, I really do feel like there's something important about connecting people with, with that right special book. And so that, that's my favorite part of it. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I yeah, think it's cool. That's the kind of stuff that just does not at all work uh, in any of the online sources. No. No. Uh, I, I particularly was intrigued by, by you talking about, you know, well, we don't have that book. And then asking why would you want that book? That's such an interesting question that would never have occurred to me. <laughs> but of course, that's <laughs> then to figure out something else. Yeah, that's that's really wonderful. 
so how are you holding up in in these strange virus times? Well, the brick and mortar store uh, is closed and it's been closed for the past week, but we are still doing online order. Well, we're not, we don't, we have an online presence, but we don't have an online bookstore, but people um, can email us and we are still fulfilling orders. We're doing direct to home uh, shipping mm -hmm. right now, directly from Ingram. Um, so that, that has been working and people have been lovely about that. We were doing curbside uh, delivery and, and I, I had delivered to a couple people at, at home too, but since, um, uh, things have changed even more, we're, we're trying to actually really, um, do our part, um, as, uh, good citizens and staying mm -hmm. away from people, but still connecting with them, uh, yeah. book wise. And so, um, people, uh, so people can email us and we are still able to, uh, ship directly to their homes, uh, books that they would like. Directly from Ingram. I didn't know about that. Oh yeah. Wow. You can ship to home from Ingram. So yeah, so that's actually a nice, and it's, it's actually really funny because I, so we, we didn't really do it that much in the last two and a half years because there really hasn't been a need to, um, you know, because people are typically coming into the store and, and if they wanted to ship something to somebody, it was like to a relative and then we would do it directly to them. Um, but some people preferred to come to the store and then we would package things together. It's just really kind of dependent. Um, so we're getting a crash course and really like becoming super efficient at direct to home from mm -hmm. Ingram. So, and, and Ingram has actually been uh, uh, very good to work with in that regard because I'm sure they are getting overwhelmed um, with, uh, with orders as well. Um, and we are also continuing to do, so we, we normally do a newsletter, we do, and we do it once a month, but we are going to be ramping that up to just kind of be sharing book news and just have give people an opportunity to be a distraction and, and look at because they're all at home. And then also we'll be running a gift card promotion. And, um, and this is, I think, a thing to keep in mind for everyone out there who is just wanting to know how they can help their local independent retailers, whether it's at the, the shoe shop you love or the essential oils place, the lavender shop, the tea shop. Um, as, as people are uncertain about what's going to happen and how long we're going to be kind of on in, or in, encouraged to be isolating, um, gift cards, for, for the most part, either don't expire or have a long expiration period. And so, and they can just really help keep your local businesses going during this. And, and I think it's a really great way for just keeping in mind that, like, whether or not you're wanting something from your favorite coffee shop in Ashland or even looking to try to figure out how to help your bookstores, like, really think yeah. about gift cards. That's a great, great thing. That's a good suggestion. We are sort of getting close to the end of our show. Do uh, you have a website and a telephone number that people can seek out? Yes, we do. We do. Right. Well, so right now, I mean, I would. Say, so our phone number is five four one seven zero two two six six five. But if right now during all this, the the best way, honestly, is to actually uh, reach us through email which is uh -huh. rebelheartbooks157 at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, because like Marcel and I sit down and we, we go through every single email together and uh, right now, um, and well, that's what we usually do anyway, but, we, <laughs> but we're doing it over the phone now. And that's actually probably the most efficient way 
Um, I mean, okay. calls can get forwarded from the store, but it's, it's actually much better um, to go through email right now. And then the website is rebelheartbooks.com. Okay. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to have you on the show. Thank you for uh, doing it this complicated telephone way and so forth, but uh, it's the best way we could manage. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Really appreciate it. Yeah. You've been listening to Literary Ashland right here on KSKQ 89.5 FM in Ashland, Oregon. There will be another Literary Ashland on the fourth Friday of April. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Bye.